police siren sound effect, tire screech sound effect. Hi there, folks. It's it's Officer Jim here, the ding ding dang old swearing police. Just want to let you know most episodes of Spook Timber do not feature swearing, but this one is labeled explicit because there is swearing near the end. Just want to let you know that if you don't want a ding ding dang old here, no no frick a frack swearing. I'm gonna leave now because I feel like this character is detrimental to people continuing to listening to the show. Cool afternoon, it's September 6th, which means it's time for me to quickly mute my phone. It means it's time for a new episode of Spook Chamber, a daily Halloween prep podcast brought to you by a guy who completely missed out on Halloween last year. And gosh darn it, we aren't going to let that happen two years in a row. Today we're going to talk about creative costume ideas, some of which were submitted by you wonderful people listening in the audience. For those of you who did not hear the last couple of episodes, Fridays will be dedicated to topics that have some sort of audience participation and will run a little long, says the guy whose last three episodes kind of ran long anyway. But these will definitely be mega episodes in the grand scheme of Spook Timber. Uh, I wanted to do this episode now at the beginning of September because it's time to start planning if you haven't already been thinking about what you want to do for a costume and you like doing costumes obviously now's the time and i know i love seeing cool stuff other people have done not just because you know want to pirate an idea might also just come up with a better idea while you're looking at these things inspiration is everywhere during halloween time So let's get to it. The basic structure of today's episode is just going to be, I'm going to start off with a wonderful submission from a podcasting couple who had an awesome uh, themed branded costume. And then I've got a couple of tech submissions to read out. I'll tell you all about my most creative costume that I'm very proud of. And then we're going to get to a final audience submission that's technically not a submission it's more that i was recording tuned in dialed up with the amenitable will williams a fellow podcast critic and we dedicated a few minutes of our recording session to will telling me about their father's best costume and it is wild it's the perfect note to end this on so if you're thinking about costumes you want to build or make or fashion whatever at whatever you know amount of money you want to sink into it there are some cool ones here First up, a couple's costume from the hosts of Drinking and Screaming. Hey, Gavin, this is Char. This is Kelly. We're from the Drinking and Screaming podcast, and we saw your post on Twitter, and we really wanted to talk to you about our favorite couple costume that we did. So last year, we made ourselves be Jason and AJ from the Friday the 13th, The Game. Mm -hmm. Kelly was Jason. You want to talk about that? It was part seven, Jason, the one that comes out of the water and has the messed up side face. And so I just covered a balaclava in like brown latex glue, uh, which I put on top of a towel that was shaped like a head. And then when I tried to put it on my own head, it wouldn't fit. So I had to cut the back a lot. (laughs) Then I just took like a dollar store mask and painted it and then bought like clothes out of a thrift store. You got the chain too? Oh yeah. We bought like a plastic chain from the dollar store. So... All, all said, it cost like maybe $30, but took hours and hours of putting glue onto a mask. <laughs> and then AJ, she's the goth counselor, so I got to dye my hair purple. I use spray dye, not real dye, because I'm an actor. But I got to go to the thrift store and pick out a really cool rocker chick outfit, and I made a car battery, because in the game you have to fix the car to escape. So I took a Kleenex box 
uh, emptied it out, painted it black so it looked like a car battery, did it just like the game. <laughs> and then I tried to get a flare gun from our local hardware store, but it turns out those are $200. So I took a plastic Dollarama gun and I just painted it neon orange over and over. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out kind of good. But yeah, that was, I think, our favorite Halloween costume. That was definitely the most work we've put into one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Along with this audio file, Char and Kelly submitted photos of this couple's costume, and it is awesome. They went through the effort of emulating specific Jason poses and kills, uh, including the like head squoosh one, which is just like, that's that's the level of Friday the 13th fandom I want to see from a couple's costume about Jason and a victim. So that's, that's pretty sweet. Uh, if you want to find them on Twitter... If you would like to find them on Twitter, they are at Scream underscore Drink, and I will either post these photos in response to the tweet for this episode, or just have them post the photos themselves. Uh, either way, you'll get to see this Jason costume, which is pretty sweet, and the little, like, side face they did for, for Jason, I think, is construction paper. It is very charming. Up next, we have a couple of tech submissions here, so you'll forgive me a couple of mouse clicks as I get there. This first one from Gloria is adorable. Uh, my birthday is October 31st, and the year I turned 10, I decided to throw a bunch of things from our costume box together. I was a fairy zombie farmer birthday princess. Pink fairy wings, oversized overalls with fake blood and green on them from volunteering at the haunted trolley, which sounds awesome. Gavin inserted into the conversation. A pink princess hat headband thing, a birthday sash, and pin. And honestly, I might have had a cape of some sort as well. Uh, this also was the year that, quote, I went with my mom's friend, who everyone thought was my younger sister, since she was shorter than I was. This is awesome. Number one, I, I'm just a fan of costumes that aren't like while the Jason thing was really cool and I, I maintain I, I love that, mainly because Friday the 13th is like endemic to halloween and horror like it is it is so huge anyone knows what that iconic look is i love costumes that don't require a lot of background knowledge because they just kind of exist uh once you get deep into like really referential meme territory I, when you have to explain it, that's when things really fall apart. It's like explaining a joke, really. Uh, so, the, the <laughs> a fairy zombie farmer birthday princess, uh, ironically, does require a lot of explaining, but also it makes complete sense the second you look at it. You get this costume's whole deal at once. I love this. Thank you for submitting this glory. And now for a quickie from Diane, who is a uh, wonderful person and a sometimes co-host on a erotica review show that I have currently on hiatus, but has many episodes and was really fun to make. Uh, Diane submits the following. My brother and his girlfriend dressed as Dr. Alan Grant and Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park and ran around with inflatable dinosaurs at a Halloween party. Quote, they do move in hers. <laughs> Again, this one is, you know, from one of the most popular movies of all time. I just love the addition of the inflatable dinosaurs. I love costumes that require some sort of prop setup. Uh, if you've seen the cosplay photos of the character from Never <laughs> story on uh, at Dragon Con with the horse head. <laughs> 
Uh, this is this is like that level good. Thank you so much for that one, Diane. And now it's time for me to talk about my favorite costume that I did as a kid. I think I was like 10 or 12 when I did this one. And it's pretty important, especially if you are a taller kid, that you do this before you get too tall. Because... I did a headless person holding their own head. And you might have seen this costume specifically. It's it's done with younger kids a lot. Um, the core concept is it's a headless person holding their own head. So the the way I've seen it done, the most popular one is I think it's a little like a little girl holding her own head on a plate, except it's like a dress and they just cut a hole in the dress so that her head can go through where the waist is. And then um, they stuffed uh, the arms of the sleeves on it so that it looks like, you know, there, there's gloves on the end of them. So it's all stuffed from the neck up. And then the kids' arms are just by their sides, and they just don't use their arms while in this costume. It's really, it looks good, but the thing is, mine went a step further. It was it was literally more painful this way, but I think it looked a little bit better. Unfortunately, no photos exist of this costume anymore, so it's kind of just up to my memory on this one. So, here's how this one was constructed. Uh, actual suit pants, but a couple... It, so, we got... So we went to a thrift store and purchased uh, suit pants and a jacket for a person that was way taller than me. So, like, the suit pants actually came up to, like, almost nipple height. And then uh, we put a dress shirt and a blazer around a cardboard box. I think it was probably, like, a box for bananas or something. Like, a slightly thicker than normal cardboard box, because it needed structural integrity. And then we cut the bottom off the box and then put U-shapes in... uh, U-shaped holes in the, like vertical sides of the box so that it could sit on shoulders easily if i were to do this in 2019 having seen cosplay rise in popularity i would advise probably using way more foam in this application and way less cardboard because the cardboard was heavy as hell also foam allows you to make things that fit more comfortably and just you know don't move around a lot so this costume was a cardboard box that was dressed up like a person, and then it had a fake, you know, bloody neck where there should be a head. And then my head poked through the middle of the dress shirt, and since it was a button-up dress shirt, it was easy to hide the fact that it was just a head poking through. Uh, the thing that differs in my version of this than what the internet version we saw that we based ours off of and what I see when people do this costume for their, you know, like, seven to eight year old kids is instead of just having two stuffed arms with gloves that hang down and it are posed to look like they are cupping the head or holding the head at like waist level what we did with my costume is we stuffed the right arm and had it hang naturally so it just looked like it was just there and then the left arm was stuffed up until just after the elbow. And then, much in the same way, uh, Carol Spinney, when puppeteering, Big Bird has to, like, move his hand up his, uh, up his body and then hold his hand over his head. I was kind of fishing my arm up through uh, the side of the suit through a secret hole we had cut and then feeding my arm back through so that the end effect was the left sleeve of the suit was holding the head my head 
with an actual human hand and you and it, I, I could move it like you know because it's my hand I can move it and do whatever and then I went the extra step further of kind of shifting things around so that the uh, quote severed head of my head was like rolled to the left and leaning against the crook of the elbow um, whenever you see the kids photo versions of these it's usually just the kid has their eyes shut and their head is perfectly centered and still which is fine it works but uh mine i like had makeup on to make me look pale and i had like blood coming out of the north the corners of my mouth and i just kind of rolled my eyes up or closed my eyes entirely and yeah, my neck was super sore by by the end of the night, but I also made a couple kids cry just by existing, and I think there was another kid who just, like, he was going to walk up to a house, and then he saw me coming to the sidewalk and just left. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sucks hearing kids cry because you simply exist, but also, like, it's Halloween, and my costume just latently frightened children and it wasn't that go i mean there was blood but like you know you see people get like intestines and stuff in in the mix this was just like we we put some newspaper in there and then painted it red and then put some like drops of blood down the dress shirt uh yeah it was a painful costume and it would be impossible to do it now as an adult because the the effect requires you to think oh that's an adult with a severed child's head for some reason that's the kind of where it falls apart unless your kid has a big head uh but if you try to do it as an adult what you're asking people to believe is oh look there's an eight foot tall human without a head uh unless you are you know of of a shorter persuasion in which case this would totally work especially if you don't tell anybody you know you're planning on doing this costume and then boom show up with it it's pretty rad i think that said my costume holds no candle in comparison to will's father's costume so now we're going to cut to footage from a recording of Tuned In Dialed Up. Both of us are recording in an echoey environment, so you're going to notice a little bit of a change even in my voice. But please enjoy Will's father's costume. You have not a chance in hell of guessing what Will's father's costume is until Will says it. Trust me on that. So, Will, you've been talking about this costume idea that I know I, you've said nothing about it besides the fact that you were super excited. So mine was actually done by my dad. Nice. Growing up, Halloween was like a really, really, really big deal in my family. Um, every year, my dad, who was very crafty, he owned a sign shop growing up, like, like for like, oh, big corporate signs. Yeah, he still works at a sign shop. They do like, uh, like all the Walgreens like in the country and shit like that. So he he's like very good with crafty things. So every year he would do a new Halloween costume that was some sort of ridiculous. And we wouldn't be allowed to know what it was until Halloween. And he would like come out in the costume. It, it would be like this whole huge reveal to the point where it got kind of famous in our like extended family and like our family friends. And everybody would come over for Halloween to see my dad's costume. We would like throw big parties. So the best year, in my opinion, <laughs> was the year that he was not a pirate, but a pirate ship oh my god so the way he did this was he dressed in all brown 
he on his head had like a terracotta like a plastic terracotta planter that was the crow's nest um love it he held his arms straight out to the sides off of which were hanging (laughs) sails but then the real best part of this is that he made a tiny boat to go around his waist and it wasn't just like cardboard or shit this was wood that he like fashioned into a boat and stained and put little (laughs) tiny cannons on and it was so just like so absurd that it would be a pirate ship and he was like that like all night and he could not see like he had a planter on his head and again he made it from real, real wood but the kicker of this story is not just halloween it is what happened after and what he did with this costume. So usually my dad's costumes were intricate enough to donate to a local theater company. Um, yeah, but this year, like, what is anybody going to do with a tiny boat with a hole in the middle? <laughs> so what he did on Black Friday that year is he got up very, very very early and he went to a sports authority and he he made a sign that said fishing fairy or something (laughs) 99.99 and he put it outside of the sports authority got into his car and got out his binoculars and watched as people went up to this little tiny, this little tiny boat with a hole all the way through the middle and little <laughs> tiny cannons and just look at it with like, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Just so confused like it was an actual item for This plugs in. This this explains many things about you. I know. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly where I get my love of Halloween and my bullshit humor. Like there are no victims in this joke. It is a prank, but no one is harmed. It is absurd. And with that, I think it's a good time to call it a day. Thank you so much, everyone who submitted their costume ideas. If you would like to tell us about your costume idea for 2019, uh, follow us on Twitter at SpookTemberPod, S-P-O-O-K-T-E-M-B-E-R-P-O-D. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the show on the podcatcher of choice that you use, please do so now. It really helps out. Uh, We're currently on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, maybe, question mark. Wherever you listen to podcasts like this, it would be much appreciated if hit that that ding-ding-dangle subscribe button. Uh, Thank you so much for giving me these almost 20 minutes of your day. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we talk about more fun things. But until then, keep it real. Keep it spooky.